Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday. It is the 15th of December. You got, uh, what, 10 days till Christmas. So uh, get on it, right? You got to get things finished up. Hey, yesterday, disappointing day on Wall Street with uh, even though the interest rates rate raised only or raised only about a half a point. Um, still some disappointment there in the in the letter and the announcements that came out that will affect us in 2023. We'll talk about that and more. When Dave joins us here in just a second, before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, we can't control interest rates. We can't control what the Fed does. We can't control the markets, um, but we can control how much risk we have in our portfolios. But you got to know where to start. Do you have enough risk? Do you need more risk? That's the question. That's why we developed our core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement analysis. Hey, with that, we've got Dave coming up next. 5.7 Light FM. It's 8.41 here, 19 before 9, and uh, let's just say Wall Street was unimpressed with the Federal Reserve yesterday. <laughs> that would be a nice conservative way to put it. Royally honked off would be a less tactful way to say it, but that might be more accurate. Let's uh, check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services and find out what Wall Street's doing to your money this morning. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well today. Uh, Market's not so good. Yesterday, uh, they did not like what they heard, um, even though it basically, I mean, the number lined up with what you and I really we're hoping for a, a half a percent increase, but man, the, uh, the markets uh, acted like that was like terrible. That, that That's not yeah, what they were looking for, but you know. Yeah, hey, we, had a boatload of, we had a boatload of columnists saying that this is enough. They shouldn't raise them at all. We all knew they were going to raise the interest rate up by a half a percent. So what really surprised me, there were two dips. One of them took place at two o'clock straight up when the Fed announced their half point reference interest rate increase. And we fell like a rock. Then Paulson took the stage for his press conference at 2.30 and said that, yeah, we're going to just keep on raising them and are going to whack you with that two by four. We want to get the unemployment rate up to 4.6%. And we really want to see the reference interest rate uh, end up at over 5%, all of which was junk the market didn't want to hear. So it started recovering for a few minutes after its original drop at 2 p.m. And once Paulson opened his yap, it fell down again and just basically wall street is in absolutely foul humor after yesterday afternoon aren't they 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 really are dave i mean they didn't like anything they heard out of out of paulson and you know i was reading an article seven rate increases seven rate increases in one year i i I think that's historic i mean I, i can't remember us ever raising interest rates that many times uh and definitely by this not this much ever and so, oh, yeah. um, I had that point of trivia yesterday morning. It had been 22 years since the Federal Reserve had made a single adjustment of over a quarter percent. And now we're sitting here with five in a row and kind of going, what the hey? How much exactly. pain can we take all at once? Yeah, I mean, it was it was just not good. I mean, I, I looked at it at one time. I thought, well, maybe it's not going to be as bad as we thought. And uh, and it and it wasn't, but then it it looked better than I thought it was going to be at closing, and then it closed down even worse than than what it was at three thirty. So I was like, oh, yeah, man, there come were, on. 
Yeah, there was that uh, bounce down, and we just fell after. To set the table, we ended up, it did, you know, from what we're saying, it sounds like it was Armageddon, and it was inside of a half an hour. But the Dow ended up down 142 points. The uh, S&P was down 24 and a half, and the NASDAQ exchange was down by 86 points. NASDAQ was the big loser. That was 76 hundredths of a percent, a full three-quarters three of a percent down in one day. Actually, inside of about a half an hour, <laughs> it was uh, not a pretty day just off of that uh, half hour after the uh, Federal Reserve uh, released their interest rates. And when we get to the futures this morning, it, uh, it's a fair guess that the, uh, the bad news isn't over yet. Right, Philip? That's right. I mean, we are seeing all kinds of things and the, and the, the Dow continues to fall this morning. I mean, I got a note right now that says it's down over 400 points. So, um, citing retail sales disappointment. Well, that's the disappointment of the day, I guess. Here's government data dump for this morning. Thursday's always a busy day. Following up on a Fed meeting, you really needed some good news. Mm-mm. Retail sales, they expected November's sales to be off by two-tenths of a percent. November retail sales were off by a full six-tenths of a percent, a miss by a three-to-one margin. Once you got rid of autos and gas month over month, they expected November to be a slight improvement. They actually fell by two-tenths of a percent, so we went the wrong direction even more than they expected. Then you add on the jobless claims. We aren't spending as much money as they expected us to, and we aren't shedding jobs as fast as the Fed wanted us to. First-time jobless claims actually fell. They expected 230-odd thousand jobless claims. We ended up at 211, which means the employment market is still a wee bit overheated by the Fed standpoint. And absolutely nothing is coming up roses this morning, are they? No, it's really not, Dave. We are seeing, um, you know, a lot of numbers that are not in the direction we want to see, especially the markets. Um, I mean, the Fed may like what they're seeing, but but the, the markets are definitely not liking what they're seeing. Yeah, I mean, okay, fine. They're cooling off retail. Lucky us, right in the middle of the Santa Claus rally, we're going to cut back on retail sales, and we still haven't been able to shed any jobs, which really sounds terrible to say that. But, yeah, they need to have a slightly bigger number of, uh, of, of, of unemployed people in order to fill all the jobs that are being posted and aren't getting filled. So, yeah. Nothing's going the way it's supposed to, and uh, which probably means when we get to the January meeting, even the doves that are going out of the open market committee will probably vote for another rate increase. Does that thrill you a bit? Not at all, Dave. Does not thrill me at all. I, I suspect we get through the year, and, and then we may see more and more layoffs. I mean, I still see a little headline here, another 400 jobs being lost at this company, another couple hundred at this company. Nothing massive. But uh, but I am seeing bits and pieces of more layoffs coming. So uh, maybe we get through the first of the year, companies reevaluate and start uh, cutting even more. And we hate to see that happen on an individual story basis, but on a macro basis, uh, yeah, the employment market has to cool down a little bit. I mean, 250,000 per week first-time unemployment claims generally is considered the normal sifting and winnowing in an employment market that's at full capacity. We haven't even gotten to that point now. I can't remember the last time we had 250 to 260,000 first-time jobless claims. Bottom line is the employment market is still doggone healthy from the standpoint of people looking for a job. It really is. And that's, um, you know, like you said, it's a double-edged sword, right? We hate that for folks that to lose their job, but but that's what has to happen for the economy 
to bottom out and to get its legs back under it to, to go back up the other direction. Absolutely. That higher expected terminal rate is probably the thing that really honked off the markets yesterday. 5.1% is what the Fed wants to get our reference interest rate up to. They raised it yesterday to the range of four and a quarter to four and a half percent. That's already the highest in 15 years. We go up to 5.1. I don't have a date for that, but I think it's probably been about 25 years since we've had the reference interest rate up that high. And that's and that's just a crazy high number, you know. It, it just is. Um, and we and it's definitely going to put an impact on folks, right? Because companies borrowing money that affects them. Uh, those interest rates go up, their interest payment goes up immediately, and so um, at some point, it's going to drag their bottom line down. Oh, yeah. Somebody mentioned uh, on one of the uh, tip sheets that I read that if you're carrying a balance on your credit cards, your minimum payment just went up by a pretty substantial amount because generally interest rates on credit cards, which are already starting, even for somebody with good credit at like 15 percent, if you've got marginal or just normal credit, you're probably paying 18 to 22 percent on your credit cards. Everything just got notched up by a half to a full percentage point on your interest rate. Which means you could be paying another hundred dollars a month on your credit card bills if you've run them up. That's right, and that's going to then affect the families out there. That you know, that's going to be less money they have to pay for food, other things they need. Which means that the default rate will we'll see the default rate start to increase on credit cards. Which we'll probably see in the financial reports coming out with uh, bad debt allowances from the financials starting after the first of the year. And as I always say, that when you do an interest rate increase that notches up the reference interest rates, things take a while to set in. I mean, corporate bonds end up renewing and reselling and renewing at higher interest rates, and that's a rolling thing. So do the federal bonds. Our federal borrowing rolls through as our savings bonds or our other federal bonds end up maturing and rolling over. They roll all over at higher rates and bottom line is the cost of borrowing for everybody from Joe you know from Joe six pack on the street all the way through Washington DC it's just notching up and it's going up little by little by little and it's going to be six eight months before we even see the results of these interest rate increases and then if they keep on uh, I, I'm you know, well one of the th- one of the tip sheets said uh, the Federal Reserve expects an economic downturn next year they just won't call it a recession. Yeah, right. Yeah, you talk about interest rates going up, right? Let's talk about the government, right? Their rates are going to go up as well as yours and mine. Um, And so what do you think that's doing to the national debt, right? That's the budget is going to go higher with interest payments. That ultimately means, Dave, that taxes are going to have to start to go up to help pay down. I mean, not even pay down debt, just to keep even with the interest rates. Bingo. And it's going to be a good year after any interest rate before the cost of borrowing is actually realized by the government. Because, like I said, the bonds end up renewing, rolling over in the interest rate because the yield changes. And it's not looking good. No, it's really not. Hey, talking about taxes, I did want to mention this real quick. I meant to yesterday. A lot of people like to file their taxes really early, right, to get that refund. Mm-hmm. The IRS is saying, look, if you use PayPal, any of those cash apps type thing, you need to wait until after January 31st because you're going to probably get a 1099K. And that's going to have to be accounted for. You may not have to owe any taxes on it, but you're going to have to account for it on your tax return. So just a heads up there, folks, if you use any of those apps like that uh, for transferring money, 
even among family members, you're going to get a 1099K, and that's uh, that's going to be something you're going to have to deal with on your tax return. Hey, one more form, just what I always wanted, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we always talk about home building being one of the uh, biggest effectors of the economy in general. I gather on our lean list of reports this morning, we got an indication on that. Do you have any good news for me in that sector? Yeah, I wish I could find some, day, but Lennar Homes reported and they uh, posted lower than expected earnings uh, for the quarter. Uh, revenue was slightly above forecast, but, uh, you know, their big thing is, is that uh, they've seen a slowdown or, or they're forecasting a slowdown in order of new homes uh, because of obviously higher mortgage rates. And now mortgages are going to even go higher than what they had. Um, and so we've got Lennar down 4.2% this morning uh, when Ooh. we get ready to open up today. That's uh, And it's trending in the wrong direction, too, because my delayed quote doesn't have many anywhere close to four, so they're trending downward. It could be even worse by the time the real money gets thrown around at 930, I'd bet. Yeah, it very well could be. Um, and we're seeing now futures, Dave, they are, uh, man, are they falling like a rock. We've got the Dow. Well, down 1.1%. We've got the S&P 500 down almost 1.5%. The NASDAQ 100, get this one, down 1.8%. That's $201 this morning uh, before well, we get going. I know. Commodities, silver's taking a big dump this morning, down 3.2%. Gold's down 1.8%. Gold's back down below 1800 at $1,786 an ounce. And crude oil down a half a percent to $76.89 a barrel. I still think that's above where it was yesterday when you and I talked. I think it might have been. And uh, the drop of the overnight probably indicates an expectation of slower economic activity, which you don't want to see being the reason for cheaper gas. Overseas markets are uh, not impressed either so far. The Asian rim market was off. Hong Kong was off by a full 1.5% at the close this morning at 6 a.m. European markets responding in part to the fact that the European Central Bank also bumped interest rates up by a half a percent. They're falling like relative rocks, too. Germany and France are now pushing 2% down midway through their day. If this scares you, it's about darn time that you got a plan to make sure your retirement survives the uh, oncoming, whether it's a downturn, recession, or just a hiccup, we don't know. But one way or the other, if retirement's close, that's a problem. How do I find you to get a plan, Philip? Dave, you're so right. You know, if you're in your 20s, 30s, or 40s, it shouldn't scare you. You just keep on plugging away. If you're in your 50s and 60s, it should be scaring you. And you need to know how much risk you have in your current portfolio to make sure it lines up with where it should be with this stage of your life, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design where we'll help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And I just got word at 5 o'clock yesterday evening, we may end up missing the noon Saturday because the Gators' season-ending bowl game starts at 2.30, and I think the pregame is going to mess us up on Saturday. But 6 o'clock Saturday morning and 10 o'clock Sunday morning, you will be there, and we'll look forward to it, all right? All right, man. You have a great day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Thank you, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, we want to thank you for joining us today. Hope your week is going well. Get all your Christmas shopping done. 
Join us again tomorrow. Same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.